0: When a man is using you, he's doing these 10 things. Now, ladies, it has come to my attention that a lot of women that come to me are simply not aware that they are being taken advantage of, right? They're hanging on the man's every word, don't see that there's no action, there's no follow through, all those things, right? So, let's actually talk about how you see how you know that he is just using you, that he's just taking advantage of you so you can stop questioning yourself, doubting yourself, second-guessing yourself, and ultimately giving all your power away and your self-respect that is so hard to come back from. So let's go ahead and dive right in. Now, number 10 is he flirts openly with other ladies. So, when you observe that, you are not crazy. So, one thing that the man could make you want to believe is that you're crazy, that you're jealous, you that you're possessive, that you're paranoid, right? So, he might try to gaslight you, right? But the truth is, he's openly flirting with other women. And, hey, let me give you a reality check. That's highly disrespectful, right? The reason why a man would do that is because, you know, he for one doesn't respect you. That's for sure. And he may even want you to to break up with him. You know, he's definitely not valuing you, right? And he's like sort of like, "Eh, take it or leave it. You know, I don't really care, right? I do what I want to do. And so, like, listen to the other signs as well, right? But if he flirts openly with other ladies, there's, like, there's no excuse for that. You know what I mean? There's no excuse for that. Uh, It's not okay. Number nine is there's no label for the relationship. He doesn't introduce you ever as his girlfriend, you know, or, like, you know, as his date or whatever, right? Like, it's always just kind of, like, introduced as an acquaintance or a friend, someone he just recently met. And, of course, the truth is, he doesn't want to be held accountable to what that label would be. You know, he doesn't want to give you any hopes, but he also wants to keep all of his options open. So if he were to introduce you as a of course girlfriend or date or whatever, then somebody, some other, especially females, may be thinking like, you know, okay, so he's taken. And he doesn't want to come off as that he's taken, right? He also don't want to be held accountable by his friends. So if they're saying, hey, so how are you treating your girlfriend? You know what I mean? Like, you have a girlfriend. Why would you do this? So they're like, no, I'm, like, not committing, you know what I mean? Because I'm not really that, that interested, you know what I mean? Like, I, you know, I'm just like, she's, she's good and bad. Or maybe, you know, she's, like, and taking me out to nice places. And so he's taking advantage of you. That's the whole reason, right? But other than that, he's not actually showing a lot of commitment when it comes to introducing you to his friends, to his family. Number eight, there is the sense of being in limbo. One day he is hot and he makes you all those promises and he tells you that you're the most amazing woman. The next day he's completely cold Right. And he's like, you know, I don't really need anyone. You know, you're like way too needy. You're way too clingy. Like, you know, you're way too complicated. You know what I mean? I don't want to deal with that kind of thing. I've already enough on my own plate. So he is wishy-washy, right? One day in, the other out, you know? So he dangles the proverbial carrot in front of your nose. But on the other hand, he also drops you like a hot potato, you know? So, you know, he's really taking advantage of you because he's not consistent with his emotions. He's not emotionally invested in you. You know, whether he doesn't trust you, he doesn't trust himself because he knows that he's not in it for the right reasons. And you know, it can also be that he is simply interested in attention from you, right? Narcissists sometimes just like love all the attention and knowing that you are emotionally invested in him, right, that gives him such a satisfaction for his ego and his human need for significance is met tremendously, right? So, if you find like, you know, this is a back and forth, this in and out, there's always an excuse, hot and cold, you know, chances are, you know, you want to take a second look if it's really worth staying in that, I call it, situationship. Number seven is, he doesn't ask you any questions. Now, Picture yourself. You're on a date, and what happens on that date? If I was the mouse in the wall, what would I op- actually observe? Who is doing the talk more? The talking, right? Are you the talker? Are you talking all like about what's what's going on with life? You know, the man is asking all the questions, or is he talking most of the time? And when he's done talking. He doesn't really ask you any questions. He doesn't really need any to bounce you off anything. As a matter of fact, as soon as you share something, he has something to add to that. So you may mention something about a vacation that you did, let's say, um, I don't know, in the Caribbean, right? And he said, oh, I went to the Caribbean last year, right? Oh, my God, that was so fun. I went with my friend and we went on the banana that banana, right? And, you know, so great and all the things, right? And then you talk about that you got a new dog. Oh yeah, like I have a dog too, you know? My dog is a shepherd and his name is Max and all the things, right? So it's always like as soon as you say something, like he bounces off that and it's just all about him. Like he just, he likes to bring everything back to himself. Now, what that shows for one is that he has no capacity or interest to who you really are. And I mean, you know, I just wish men would actually just say, I don't, I don't know why I just don't have the capacity. I don't really care. I don't really care what you have to say. I feel so empty right now inside of myself that I just need you to listen to me. I just need to like process. I don't need to express myself. You know, I need to do all those things, but I don't, I don't really care what you have to say. I don't really have the energy or the focus or the interest uh, in that. You know, I wish men would say that, but they don't. Because, of course, they don't want to come off as the jerk, right? So instead, they just don't ask questions. And that also shows, like, he's not really that interested. Because let me um, put the opposite in place. So when a man is truly interested in you, he wants to know everything about you. He wants to get to know your world. He wants to know you who your best friends are. He wants to know what kind of relationship you have with your family, who else is important in your life. Do you have pets? How do you like your job? You know, do you have a favorite, favorite colleague? He wants to know everything about you because he's sort of living vicariously through you and he actually feels like he's like magnifying his own joy, right? He's seeing himself with you. He's trying you on. So if he doesn't do that, like he's he's not really that interested, right? And this is good to actually face very early on now, number thing number six is your second choice. You are just not his priority. And so how that can show up, and I see this with women that come to me all the time, certainly also women that I have worked with over the years. And that is that the men are just, there's something more important, right? The kids are more important. And I'm not talking if they're four or five years old. I'm talking about when they're 18 and 19 years old, you know, and they're off to college, right? Or like, you know, he has to like sell the house that he lived in with his ex, or, you know, he still has some sort of relationship with his ex because, you know, because of the kids and because of insurance and because of the house and because of taxes and all those things, right? So there's like always an excuse. You know what I mean? He's too busy right now. You know, he's working on trying to find himself. So you just like never a priority. You know, you, I'm not even kidding, you. I had one woman I talked to the other day and she literally said, like, he just, like, you know, he doesn't have time to get back to me because, you know, on Saturday he has bingo night, you know, and then he, like, goes on a hike with his friends. And I and I said, wow, I see. Those are, like, really high-level, like, activities, right? Like, to – and, and like, you know, he needs to, like, watch the latest whatever show, whatever that is, you know, Grey's Anatomy. I'm just talking. um But whatever it is for him, right? And you're, like, what? Are you kidding me? You know what I mean? Like, you're – willing to play second fiddle to a bingo night, you know, but this is the thing. You're like, no, thank you. Like, I don't think like a man needs to scream it like any louder that you are a second choice. Now, let me tell you briefly where this actually comes from. So if you find yourself in this position where you're constantly second choice, where you're constantly not a priority, right? It's because you're used to that from your childhood, Right. And I don't care if you're like 40s, 50s, if you're in your 20s, 30s, it doesn't really matter. Right. Like you used to it from your childhood. So your parents just didn't pay attention to you. You know, maybe you had a sibling that was grown, that was like born pretty much right after you, or maybe you had have, you have several siblings, right? Maybe your parents worked like really long hours, so you just never the a priority. Work was way more important, right? Money was way more important, right? Something else was way more important. You know, maybe your parents got a divorce and your dad was ending up siding with his new wife, or the mom, you know, was siding with his new boy with her new boyfriend, or her um, new husband, or whatever the case may be. But there's always like this, like, you're, like, not that important, right? And then what happens is, because that becomes a blueprint for you, where you just say, this is this is what life life is. This is how love goes. You actually recreate that unconsciously in your dating, in your romantic relationship life. You know, I know it's really sad, right? Because how does it make you feel, you know? It makes you feel, like, replaceable, you know, inadequate, right? Like insecure. All those things. And if you look at those qualities, the first time you felt them was when your parent didn't attend to you. When he was dismissive, when your mom was a rage monster, right? Like when 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 your dad said, you know, you're never gonna account to anything. All of these things play into it. So what am I gonna say to heal that? Is of course doing that in a child work. And actually breaking through all the stories that you're not valuable, that your voice doesn't matter, right? That your needs don't matter, right? It's okay if they come second or third or fourth or fifth. And we want to like really truly shift that. Number five is look, that's very simple. He's not taking you on on dates. He's not taking you on dates. You know, he's like talking with you on the phone or, you know, he's happy to come over for um, a booty call, a quickie, whatever else he needs. You know what I mean? Um, look, if you come from a more higher net worth family and he knows you're sort of like a sugar mama, so to say, right? But he's not taking you on dates. He's not saying like, hey, let me take you on a proper date. Right. Like, you know, maybe he takes you like to, I don't know, Burger King, somewhere cheap, fast food. You know what I mean? Um, You know, somewhere like just an appetizer or whatever. And because you have to pay for the dinner, you know, if you want to take him to a five star restaurant, you have to pay for it. Right. Because you're also so used to always giving, you know, and you're also so used to proving your value. You know what you learned in your childhood that you have to invest first in order to get. And this could be, for example, the case if you had a narcissistic parent, right? Like where you had to provide uh, something first, like whether it's attention for your parent or maybe you even had to help your parent. Maybe you had to be the, the little helper for your sibling, whatever, right? But you had to be in some sort of like helping, supporting, provider position, And that gave you value and the right to be here, right? To be on this planet and to have needs as well, you know? And so, like, that's what you want to start rewriting. And now, of course, help women do that all the time. Um, If you just, like, he doesn't even take you out on dates. And, you know, look, I've seen this with women all the time. They give men so much time, so much energy, so much emotional connection, the men don't even take them out on dates? Hello? Hello? Did I miss something? No. The answer is no. Now, the other piece how you also see that he's using you is he keeps things on the surface. He's not really sharing himself with you. He's not sharing anything vulnerable with you right? He's not sharing with you, um, you know, that he feels sad sometimes, you know, or, you know, that what's really happening with his family or what's really happening in his work life, right? He keeps things sort of on the surface, you know, you're sort of on the need to know basis. And honestly, it can sometimes even be a little bit condescending, right? But he kind of thinks like, you know, I'm something better than you. Like, you don't need to, you know what I mean? I don't need to, like, fill you in on all of this. Like, it's, it's not really needed. And again, you could attract a man like that because you have the story. Like, there was either, like, distance in your household. Maybe there were things that were not talked about. Maybe there were things that were swiped under the rug, you know? And you just don't talk about it. Things are staying. Everything is great. Everything is Wonderful. This is particularly the case if you're in a family where everything was about presentation, right? Everybody had their role. Like, you had to actually function over feeling, right? And so, like, you actually want to learn, like, to feel safe when you don't function. You actually want to find out what are some other quote-unquote roles or identities or archetypes or energies you have inside of yourself that you haven't really expressed because maybe you were already raised as the achiever. You know, I remember when I was growing up, you know, my parents would never go to parent-teacher conferences. You know why? Because I was the A student, right? There was this role. She's the achiever. She got it. My brother was the problem. child. there was always something going on. He had surgery when he was five years old and this thing happened and this thing happened. And they they were always at the parent-teacher conferences. But I was like, Oh, auntie is fine. Auntie is good, right? And so I had to actually like learn to step out of this role, out of this identity of this like everything is good, everything is fine. I got, to, I got everything figured out, right? And so that's actually when I stopped attracting men who kept things sort of like on the surface, or where I got to was the provider, or where I got to solve their problems, right? But rather to be like, hey, you know what? Like, not everything in my life is great. I need help too. You know, I feel sometimes helpless too. Or I feel sometimes insecure too. Or I feel sometimes, you know what I mean? Angry or sad or or all the emotions too. But I didn't even have access to that because I was so stuck in this role that my parents wanted to play, right? I had to function over feeling. So we're going to reverse that for you. And we're actually going to move into feeling over functioning, Do I actually feel like right now I want to provide, or do I feel like I want to scream right now, right? Or do I feel like I want to actually cry right now because everything is so heavy, you know, to carry and I feel like I'm the only one on this planet who's there for me. Nobody else is there for me, right? So you actually really want to ask yourself, like, how are you really feeling, right? Letting go of the roles that you have been assigned by either your nuclear family or even by your culture. Number three is, hey, here's no consideration for your needs, like, he, he doesn't really care. You know what I mean? If you say you want to go to a certain restaurant, let's say you want to go to a Thai restaurant, he's like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to order, from, like, the sushi anyways. You know what I mean? I'm going to order Italian anyways, right? He doesn't really care. He doesn't really care what your needs are, right? He's, like, he's not willing to compromise. He also doesn't really ask you for what you really need, you know? He's just, like, kind of doing his thing. And then of course you're not expressing your needs because I mean, you don't want to come off as the burden. You know, you don't want to really bother him. He's already sending off this energy like, don't annoy me. Don't bother me. Because remember, he wants to guilt trip you that, that, you know, he's, you stay sort of this low maintenance because when you are low maintenance, guess what? Then he, he can just string you along. He can continue to use you. Because you're not going to make any requests. You're not going to make it complicated for him, right? You don't ask tough questions that lead to him actually revealing that he's not really interested in you, right? Because that would mean also the benefits that come with that quote unquote situationship that you're in right now, or sometimes I call it the reaction-ship, he's no longer get to enjoy. So he's not going to do that, right? So he's going to try to string you along. And here is the tough truth, you know, and of course, if you've been watching my channel, you know that I'm really honest with you because I feel this is the highest service, which is when here's no consideration for your needs, and this is the hard way, I had to learn that too, is because I didn't have any consideration for my own needs. <sighs> right? I just want you to take a deep breath with that. You know, like, just really like, oh, I don't really need, I'm good, you know, I'm fine, you know, like, I don't really, right? It's so uncomfortable like to actually express what you truly need, because it comes from a younger part, you know, it's like, hey, I need a break right now, you know, it actually, you know what it is, it's like you have to actually focus on yourself to identify what you need, and the women that come to me they're so focused on the other person, on the man, on the ex-husband, on the kids, of course, the parents, right? When they were growing up, that they're like, me? What, what do I need? We're like, what's happening? But I don't even know. I don't know. I don't even know what it feels like to be me. I don't even know what it, you know what I mean? I don't even know qualities that tell me that I am myself. So never mind even knowing what I need. So that's one reason why you have no consideration for your needs, because you don't even know what your needs are. Or, other way, you don't know what your needs are until it's too late. You know, you totally lose yourself in the presence of a man that you're truly attracted to. You totally forget who you are, what you want to say. You know, even if you have a PhD, if you're a C-level executive, even if you're a doctor, lawyer, right, you just totally forget what you wanted to say just like, wait, what happened just with my brain? You know what I mean? What just happened? I know exactly how to present myself. I know exactly how to communicate. But with this guy, I just don't know. I just don't get my foot on the ground. Right? It's because you're so focused on the other person. And you're so drawn into their agenda. And what we want to learn is for you to come back to yourself in that moment. Right? And this is really... um what I call embracing that healthy selfishness, becoming self-focused, becoming self-rotating again. Number two is, well, there is a future he has, but you are not in it. He may tell you about this beautiful vacation that he is planning, you know, maybe he's going to go to Costa Rica and he's going to go through the jungle and he's going to go to this retreat and he's going to go to his friend's wedding and his mom is turning 80 and whatever. You know, he's telling you all those things. He may be even texting you. He's sending you photos. He's sending you screenshots, right? But you know what? You're never in it. There is no invitation, right? So he just wants you to To let you know, hey, you know, you're like my texting buddy. You know, you're my pen pal. Hey, you just give me the attention that I need right now. This kind of emotional fast food, so to say, right? But like, look, girlfriend, isn't that like so painful? Like you, because isn't it true that when he talks about, if you care about this guy, right, and he talks about his future and you're like, don't you ask yourself like, oh, what would it be like to go to the mom's birthday with him, right? Oh, wow. I would love to go down, Um, you know, that like, uh, that zip lining, you know what I mean? In Costa Rica, right? Or watch certain monkeys or whatever it is, right? I would love to do that. I would love to go on a retreat with him. So isn't it so painful that when you feel that dessert, like this, this like yearning inside of your heart, right? And he's putting pictures and images into your mind, right? And like, you know, you get even like images like, shot, like, sent to you via text message. Oh, I think this is so cruel, you know? And for him to actually say, yeah, but you're not in it. I'm not inviting you. Why not? And then, of course, he puts you in this position where, again, you, you can say, hey, that would be fun to do together, right? That feels a little awkward, doesn't it? Because you feel like, oh, that feels like a little embarrassing because what if he's said? Of course, you're not in it. And doesn't that remind you again of your childhood? Doesn't that remind you of like your mom was like saying something and you got like totally embarrassed, right? I remember, you know, when I was singing, dancing, expressing my needs, my mom would be like, oh, and not you? Not again, right? That caused extreme embarrassment for me. And so, again, you don't want to experience that embarrassment, right? So what you want to do instead is you want to create your own future, And of course, you can totally express and saying that something like that you would like to do with him as well, but also be prepared that you don't get a response back. But you want to acknowledge for yourself that this is something that you desire to have right? This is the kind of relationship you want. You want to put that on your vision board, right? You want to say, you know, with the right man, I want to have this kind of experience. And you know what, the right man, you know, I do so many videos that are like six signs, how you know that he is the one, that you are the queen, that he wants to get married to you, right? That he is into you, all those things, right? So you'll see the contrast because when he is into you, you are in his future, He can't wait to introduce you to his mom, right? He can't wait to show you off to the world, right? He can't wait to have all those experiences that he had and share them with you because he wants to have your feedback. And again, it magnifies his own joy, his own pleasure, his own emotions when he shares it with you. And finally, number one, he only pays attention to you when he wants something. So he may reach out to you, and it's like, oh, hey, and you're like, I'm so glad you're calling, you know what I mean, it's Friday night, and oh my god, you're like, hey, how are you, you, you want to do something, you know, and he's like, oh, hey, so, you know, the reason why I was calling you is um, my car broke down, and I'm wondering if um, you can help me uh, out, you know, if I can, like, get your car, right, or if you can run to the gas station real quick and get some gas for me, right, or, oh, hey, um, actually, you know, I'm getting this new piece of furniture tomorrow, you know, I was wondering if you can help me, you know, I know that you're an interior designer and, um, you know, can you just give me like, like some little tips or something or let's say you a doctor, I hear this all the time from my doctor clients, right, and you know, this could be anywhere if you're a lawyer, right, if you have like a certain expertise, but like, you know, oh, my God, Mark, I'm so happy to hear from you, right, Oh hey, so so I just wanted to ask you something. So um, so I have this thing. I just got this bite. I don't really know what it is, and I, I was wondering if you would tell me more what that could be. I'm sending you a screenshot right now, so you know you can analyze what's happening. Does that sound familiar to you? Right? He's he's using you, and I know even when I say that, right? I have almost like tears in my eyes because it's so painful when you are when you're being used when you're being taken advantage of over and over again. And I really want to presence that because isn't it true that over the years it has hardened you, right? It has made you like less available to those emotions because you're like, you're used to it. You know, I just talked to a woman a couple of weeks ago and she's used to being cheated on all the time. And how she said it to me is like, as if she's like telling me, you know, what she wants to have for breakfast. Well, because... Whew, It's so painful, isn't it, right? So take that video, you know, and really see when a man is truly interested in you, when he's really invested in you, you know, he will do the opposite of all of those things that are listed in this video. So I have had certainly my own share of those kind of experiences of being ghosted on, being taken advantage of, uh, being, you know being lied to for sure and all the things. Now, if you haven't yet, I just really highly recommend make sure to take my free love quiz, right, to learn how to attract the relationship you truly want, right? You really desire, right? And you can hop on over to getlovequiz.com or simply click the link in the description below. I want to hear everything All the feedback that you have for me, what's coming up for you, what do you resonate with the most? Sending you so much love. Talk to you later. Take care. Bye-bye.